and welcome to Femme on Film. It is a festive Femme on Film special. I am here with Femme on co-host Jess Davies to talk about Last Holiday. Yeah, I, re- I really did a pause for a build-up then, but then I was like, I don't know if this is a build-up for people. And that's one of the reasons we're talking about this film. Until last year, I had never seen this film. I'd heard of it, um, but I'd never... It, it never been on my Christmas film radar. It's not really in like Christmas film lists or like if you're going on Netflix or whatever, it doesn't really pop up in like their Christmas film suggestions. And as we all know, for the last two years, I've been covering Christmas films every day for that December. I'm not doing that this year because I do not have the mental capacity to... Uh... That doesn't mean that you're not watching Christmas yeah. films every day. You're still <laughs> flying the flag for all of those Christmas lovers. You're just not... Um... Just not chatting as much about no, it, shall we no. say. Not sharing my thoughts on them all. Um, and so when I said to Jess I wanted to do a Christmas special, I knew I wanted to do it with her about this film specifically because I actually feel like this film has some incredible messages and it fits really well into what I'm trying to do on Femme on Film and especially with the expansion of Femme on Film. If you've been listening, you'll know I've sort of been talking about films by male directors who seem to think they have the female gaze and stuff like that um that's you assassination nation and uh, (laughs) (laughs) and so I thought this was like it fit in really nicely and obviously I had to talk to you about this Jess so I think let's just go straight in and start talking about it so I'll do like a, a really quick synopsis it's me so I'll try and do it as quickly as possible and then Jess I think you will need to share with us how you came across this film. So, Last Holiday, 2006, starring Queen Latifah. Um, it's, I guess, it's, it's kind of a romantic comedy, but I actually don't really think it is. I think it, unless the romance, the romance is with herself, and then it is. Exactly. So, there yeah. is romance in there, but it is not the main focus of the film. Yeah, and it doesn't drive the plot, which is no. like so interesting for a Christmas film in general, let alone a, a a film, a female starring film, because, you know, she's defined, women are usually defined by the men in their lives in films. Um, and so it's actually, I didn't know this until I was researching for this conversation, but it's really loosely based on a film from the 1950s, a British film by the same name. And basically Queen Latifah is Georgia. She works in a department store. Um, she... Uh, hits her head gets told she has a brain condition which means she's going to die in a few weeks and she decides to go this is all shit I'm going to go off and live my life and she goes off to have a holiday and hijinks ensue I don't know why I'm doing it as if we can't do spoilers because we're about to talk about the whole film but she goes (laughs) off she changes people's lives she learns a lot about herself and there's a little bit of romance sprinkled in and yeah. it is amazing. Like I said, I never watched it until last year. And you were like, come on, we're a Christmas film. She could have watched Last Holiday. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm learning about it. But never watched it. You, Jess, how, when did you first watch this film? How did you discover it? Mm, that's such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I did not prepare okay. you for that question. I know, no, don't worry. I think this is one of those films that I watched when I was quite young with my mum. So me and my mum absolutely adore Christmas films. Like, we 
we love them so much. My mum um, has got like about like 200 DVDs and I'd say 180 of them are Christmas films. Um, so I think this was one of those that um, I first watched with my mum. So like in 20, in 2006, I, I think I was 12 or something. Anyway, so like, I think it was one of those things that I, one of those films that I watched with my mum. Um, and so it's, it's definitely nostalgic for me. And it's one that me and mum both revisit almost every year we have like our our set hit list um and we 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 revisit revisit <laughs> such a podcast voice today <laughs> Jess and um, I've had a long day just so yeah, everybody knows yeah. yeah thanks um we revisit it quite often um and so I and and so that's that's really how I came about it um but revisiting it so not only is there the nostalgia attached to like oh watching it with my mother, but also Georgia Bird is she's so she's such a she's such a reassuring character. Like she's like she's comfort and she's she she she's got a very motherly presence in that you know and and that is because she she she's caught up always giving advice to people because she's just like trying to live her life and people keep being like what but you seem to have it all please tell me how to live that and she's like well I'm all right well this is how I think um so she does have that very motherly presence so I think it's just I find it nostalgic I find it comforting I find it warm and so I I revisit it a lot what's on your Christmas film list that you and your mum watch all the time oh my gosh great question um my mum you know what my what film my mum loves Scrooged Great film, great yeah. choice. Yeah, loves that film. Um, one year she bought me Arthur Christmas, which is oh, yeah, great. I love, love that, that film. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the live action one, live action. Um, oh, you know what? What we our I think our favorite films are the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I think um, that and number one, number two, and number three. Are okay, but it's number one that I think. Because again, we used to watch it just me and her all the time. And so that's kind of like, that's the one, that's one of our favorite favorites. Um, and yeah, El, I think my, I think mum finds Elf annoying, but she'll put it on for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, motherly love. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. And more recently, Klaus. Klaus is just my alter. Oh, I Klaus just Klaus. Is so good. So Why good. does she find Elf annoying? Um maybe maybe he's just really chipper like she loves Scrooge right and he's an right. absolute he's just such a grumpy a grumpy shit and you know she get like maybe she finds all the all the all the overtly chipperness just a, a grating I don't know I may be misremembering but I think uh friends of the pod Mike and Megan of genuine chit chat don't like Elf or think it's oh. overrated at least I we think. should get them together with my mother for an episode. <laughs> All the reasons we hate Elf. <laughs> I, I really hope I've remembered that correctly. I bet I haven't. And I hope they listen to this and they're like, what are you on about? But, and I'll check <laughs> after this and leave this in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think they're sort of like in the Elf is overrated camp, whereas I love Elf. I think it's oh, I love so Elf. good. But, well, that's because like my inner child basically thrives on yeah, Christmas exactly. every year. Like she comes out to play, like quite literally. <laughs> um, and so when I watch Elf, I just I'm like, yeah, I, like I'm, I just I love it so much. <laughs> it's such a good film. Okay, I don't think we're gonna full, do a full breakdown of the film, but I think let's. I mean, I kind of want to, but. Let's try and keep on time. Otherwise, yes. this will be a two-hour conversation yes, of us exactly. just talking about Last Holiday. 
what I really enjoyed about the film when I first watched it, just like literally around this time last year, I think it was, is how... See, you were saying like Georgia is quite motherly and for you she's like quite maternal. I actually felt quite different about her. I thought she was quite a unique female protagonist. And again, until watching until watching it this time and then doing the research, I didn't realise that the role was originally written for John Candy and then he died. And then a few years later, I think it was her agent picked it up and was like, I want you to rewrite this for the Queen Latifah. And that's what they did. Because I, I think there are some mothering maternal things about her but actually what I find really interesting is at the beginning she is kind of like because she's a single woman people just expect her to do things for them like her sister with her kids and you know and it's great that she's cooking for the people that come into the store and stuff like that and then she's cooking for like the the kid that lives next door and and all of those sort of things but you know and I just feel like because she's single and it's Christmas, people expect her to do things for them. And I thought that, and I find that so interesting. It's when she starts to embrace doing things for herself and, and solely for her. I mean, she is still, you know, so when, so, so she's at home and where is it they, she lives? I can't remember. Louisiana. Louisiana. Thank you. And so she finds out that she's got this brain tumor, brain disease, and then goes off and sort of like, she has the most amazing entrance into this hotel and everyone in the hotel is captivated by her because they all think she's got money right well this is it so because she wants to blow her money so yeah. basically she like she she liquidates all of her assets and um she's just like i'm just gonna blow it i've got three weeks to live i'm just gonna blow it and so she's like she buys a helicopter <laughs> she buys a helicopter ride <laughs> so good but like even then like the the guests in the hotel they she's like this single woman with money they want to know something about her there's something mysterious about her right because what woman is single and has loads of money and stays in the presidential suite and gets helicopter rides and and stuff like that so i i find that and how the characters around her interact with her when she's just a department store worker compared to being like this rich, mysterious woman, so interesting. It tells that such, I, yeah, yeah. It tells such a story about class, yeah. as well, about class and how we view women in different roles. Absolutely, and I and there's and and when she's taking her power back, I find it really interesting how it's only sort of one character that pushes back from that, and that and the other characters embrace it so so we've got the so the guy who owns the department store Crager he's like the only character in the group that pushes back on her just being herself and enjoying life the others come along for the journey and I think that's something that's really essential about her character as well that it's they don't see her as a threat a strong powerful black woman is not a threat in fact, she's, although that sounds like a backhanded compliment, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not expressing my, I don't think I'm expressing myself correctly. They see her as somebody who they want to be in the orbit of, right? 
yeah, that it's exactly. somebody you want to be with rather than be frightened by. Yeah. And and I think that's unusual when we are watching films with female protagonists, especially in sort of this rom- rom-com genre, it's that all the characters around them are threatened by them or that character is really harsh and and all, you know all of those sort of things that we used to throw at single successful women um to try and insult insult them that doesn't happen in this film yeah, and i find that so up, fascinating yeah, she's not coming up against bar- like this is not a film about her having to jump over barrier barrier after barrier after barrier like at the beginning you could see that she is you know she's she's treated poorly in in lots of different ways you know by her boss like she's i think the word that you used expectation is a really key one because at the beginning she is she she's kind of trying to meet certain expectations including of her like her um her religious community mm-hmm. um like so there's a, there are lots of different expectations placed on her and then she's like, fuck it, I'm dying. Like, I'm just going to go spend all my money. And she drops her her need to like pander to these expectations. But then all of, but in, in doing that and in being able to spend the money that she's earned all her life, um, people, it, it's, it's people's expectations of her. Yes, that's that, right. That, that becomes so so like so fascinating because she's just there like having a great time living her life like spending her money and like getting all dressed up and having like massages and like going to a restaurant and ordering one of every single thing on the menu oh my gosh that is I just love to do that I'd love to be in a position one day to just do that well I'd probably worry about waste but she seemed to have finished it off pretty pretty well (laughs) but like she's just so yeah, it's people's expectations of her. And because she is just living her life, because she's confident, because she she's she's done that magical thing that I think uh, typically only women who get who who get to a certain age can do, which is drop all the fucks and give zero fucks about what people think about them. I, and it, it's such a it's such a it's such a freeing thing to be able to do and she does it and then all of a sudden people are like oh who's this woman oh my god mm. she's just she's just going around like being she just seems so confident and she's just doing all the stuff she's giving everyone advice and oh my gosh and like it's so powerful she holds the power like yeah. she and they're like oh my gosh I want to be with her because she is being herself she's being honest she is She's just making decisions for herself, left, right, and center. I mean, it does say a lot about the things you can do when you have money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like the 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 power, the privilege, the but also the op the, the options, the way people see you, the yeah. confidence you have, all of that stuff comes from when she decides to like start spending all of her money. Yeah, rather than clipping but, coupons and handing exactly. them over. And you know, you've like at the beginning it's like you like you're saying like her church members a bit like you're not singing loud enough. So as in you're not you're not being a proper part of this congregation. So yeah. what are you here? What are you giving us? And it's like and so everything and 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 then when she is fed up because she's found out she's about to die and, and she's singing away and they're like oh yeah this is amazing and then she just leaves yeah. but nobody nobody questions it and I love and like it's these small things that are so interesting about how her community undermine her and just don't see her as a fully formed person and then it is um and I think you know I do 
I think class and money is an important part of this film. <laughs> this is a jolly Christmas film as well at the same yeah. time. <laughs> same it's wonderful people. and warming. Yeah. But it is like, and when she finally has this money, people pay more attention to her and are more interested yeah. in her. And and that sort of connected to that as something I really loved. So she goes off to, I can't can't remember any of the places that she goes to. Is it Prague? She go, well, she's not Prague, yeah, she is goes, it? It's, I think, they're, so they're speaking Czech. Uh, oh, so and yeah. That's only because I have the subtitles on. Yeah. So she goes off and she's in like this beautiful grand hotel and she goes into like all the shops and the beauty parlors and she's like, make me look like I belong here, basically. And there's this montage and the montage, I really enjoyed it because it isn't about, oh, she was so disgusting and ugly beforehand. It's about, she never had the time or the value in herself to buy some nice clothes to get her hair done and stuff like that. So it's not, I mean, it's Queen Latifah who is ridiculously gorgeous anyway. So it's not like, it's like at the beginning, you know, we're looking at like this, like troll person. Yeah, but she's wearing like a, she's wearing yeah. a, like, sen- she's wearing a sensible outfit. And yeah. the difference is when she goes to that, when she goes to get clothes, she's having fun. Yeah, and she's having see, fun. You and can you see, see her having fun. And, and the people who are giving her the clothes come into that orbit and they yeah. feel her joy. And it and it's it makes joy, it's yeah. fun, it's confidence. And it's and it's and I love that. It's not like this extreme makeover where no. she suddenly looks completely different. It's like she's just taking a bit of time. She's trying things on to she's treat herself. the best time. And part of that montage is also like she's trying on wild outfits. She puts on mm. this whole whole zebra print like fully zebra print blazer zebra print like tailored trousers and she's having a whale of a time and you're right they get sucked into it because she she doesn't care what they think she walks in she's like you know i want to look i want to look great and they're like "Mm, you know we'll try which i thought was very pretty woman you know yeah yeah yeah. it was like a real good take on the pretty woman thing um but but then they're like smiling at her like she's having a great time you know and 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 so so there's there's so much joy in this film there is so there's joy in there's joy in obviously again there's lots of money attached to it but if you strip away the money there's joy in like trying on new outfits there's joy in tasting delicious food you know there's there's joy in seeing a new a, a new place and 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 she starts she doesn't go she doesn't set out to start like forming loads of connections with people but because she is just herself and she's having a good time and she is radiating this like this like i'm just here to have a good time energy like she is drawing all these people into her orbit like you said and like so she starts forming all of these beautiful connections with people and it's just there's just so much joy and that's what i think really works well i think the film doesn't lecture you about oh live your life to the fullest it doesn't do that it's not like that last christmas film which is terrible um and it's like oh you a ghost might give you his heart well he wasn't a ghost at the time he might give you his heart and then turn into a ghost and make and teach you joy and about helping poor people and stuff like that it doesn't do any of that it doesn't knock you over the head with it it is about you can relate to her you can relate to the fact that like you're not always putting yourself first or looking after yourself. And actually, if you were to go on a three-week holiday and spend all the money that you could, you would probably do those things. But it's also about, like, 
at the same time, you've still got to respect the people around you. She respects everybody yes. around her. And and like there's so so there's a really interesting scene on the plane. So she's getting the plane out and she's in economy class. And a guy comes in front, uh, uh, not too keen on the uh, yeah, same. anti-fat stuff here, yeah. but he wants to put his chair back and she's like, no, you can't do that. And the staff came over and, and they're like, oh, well, maybe you should have paid for first class, business class, whatever it is. I don't know what it is in planes. Um, and in a this could be a part where like she kicks off and they go and put her in business class because she's kicked off and she's done a rousing speech and and everybody's like, oh yeah, you're right, you're telling off airlines for jamming us all into a tin can. Like it could be that sort of like super cheesy moment. Mm-hmm. But we don't get that. We just get, well, fine, I'm gonna pay for it. Yeah. And I and I like that because it's not it's not setting her up to be a hero. It's setting her up just this is just the person that she is. And now she's got this money to have a bit of freedom and go and have some fun and do these things. And again, like I like that because it's not lecturing you, it's not hitting you over the head. It's kind of just like taking you on this gentle journey with her. Like, and that's the other thing, like the hijinks that in that ensue are so low level like the stakes are so low and I love that the humor high stakes you don't want high stakes and also you don't want like sometimes I just want I just want a film to give me a hug like Mm -hmm. I don't want I don't want the humor to be hot like I I am all about dry humor I am all about like like sweary humor but this this film is not that this film is like gentle so low stakes low stakes fun but also like gentle humor but it's like 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 for instance they get to the hotel and she's like uh welcome to grand hotel poop and she's like you really say poop like yeah we say we say poop and then she starts giggling to us like it's just sweet and like yeah but but it's but it's but it's it it suits queen latifah perfectly like she does it so well and yeah it, it it i think yeah i i just love it what what so talking about humor? What are some of your funniest moments in it? Um. So I I liked. I liked the pup, and I also liked it. Um, <laughs> oh now I now now I'm now I'm struggling to remember. Can you can you remember what yours were? Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, some of my my funniest bits are when she goes to do base jumping. And the guy teaching them. So she goes to it with Craig and the guy teaching them as like a teenager with braces. Yes. And and he's like, and some and we have lost a few people. And because it's so good, because he doesn't have to have braces, but it is always teenagers, not teen, like yeah. young oh God, people yeah. who are doing those things and teaching, having as somebody who just had a full day snowboarding lesson that didn't go very well. And we had the loveliest instructor who was 15 years younger than me um holding my hand whilst I cried going down a a ski slope like I was like absolutely hilarious because this is because the young people are are so brave and they don't care and they're not scared of anything so it's like that bit just cracks me up every time the bit when the woman um the German woman who sort of like tidies her room and stuff um after she snooped around her room so she finds so she finds this letter where, that she's written saying, look, I'm going to die. Um, and <laughs> Georgia comes back and she's like, you went through my stuff. And she goes, yeah, I go through everybody's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I 
absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Like laugh yeah. out loud every single yeah. time. It's so good. And it's those it's the little bits of humour. Yes. Yes. Okay, I remember that, mine. That really make me laugh. I remember one. Um so she just found out that she's got this brain tumor and she goes to see her boss and um she's she's like trying to she's trying to like talk to him in a respectful way she's trying to like make him listen to her she's trying to be like look i i maybe can't work here anymore and he starts to be a real dick about it and but before he starts to be i mean he is a dick anyway but like his phone rings and she's like please do not take this. Like, I really need to talk to you. Don't take that phone call. And he lifts his phone in front of it. And it's 2006, so it's a flip phone. And he like unflips it and then starts having a conversation. And then he finishes it, puts it on the foot, on the on the desk in front of him. And she just picks up his shoe. And it's a shoe, it's, it's a sensible work shoe, right? So it's got a <laughs> massive thick heel. And she just starts bashing the shit out of it. She just keeps bashing it and she keeps bashing it. And then, and then she proceeds to have a conversation with him. And I was just like, yes, love that a lot. <laughs> oh, so, and it, but it is, it is those things. It's There's like, there's really gentle wish fulfillment in this film. Like oh, it's yeah. not big bucket list. Like bucket list films are so ridiculous. They always go like completely outside of the, of like what would actually happen. You know, it'll be yeah. like, oh, my bucket list is skydiving. And they go skydiving and something really dramatic or funny happens. Or like a poop flies out of the sky and goes <laughs> on their face and stuff like that. You know, like, and but this film doesn't do that. Like, it's yeah. super sort of realistic, and, as and, realistic as it can be. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a silly sort of sometimes slapstick film. And there's so and, much joy in that. There's yeah. so much joy in that. Because, like, for instance, she gets, in, she gets into her bed and there's this, like, there's this, like 10 second clip of her just being like oh yes yeah because she's like these bed sheets are amazing and as someone who like uh, so 2020 you know after like six months of doing absolutely nothing we had to move me and my partner had to move and we were like right let's get a nice bed we got a bed and then I was like babe look we're not spending our money on anything else because we're about to go into another lockdown let's just get some really nice sheets some really nice bed sheets and I have never ever regretted it I get into bed every day and I'm like I love these sheets so much and it's things like that that they're the small joys the small joys and I think what's also unusual for a romantic comedy is there's no shitting on other women isn't it amazing? It's so refreshing. So the uh, the only time it sort of happens is when she's talking about her sister. Um, and she's saying, you know, my sister, but she's not really shitting on her sister. She's doing it as in my sister did whatever does whatever she wants and nobody says anything, and I do what everybody tells me, and all people exactly, do is yeah. comment on it. So even that, it's not like a poor reflection on her sister. It's about her starting to think, well, why do I? Yeah. Like put up with all of this rubbish. Like, so that's the only like slight woman I mean, on woman like yeah. conflict. The, there's no other woman on woman conflict. Like, even with so so she gets to the hotel and Cragen, who owns all the her department start, stores, are there with his assistant, whatever, assistant, but is a woman he's bag banging Alison. Um, he's got a wife, she is not his wife. And sort of like they're trying to figure out what who George is, why she's there, like 
is she there to ruin this sort of deal sort of thing that they're doing? And Alison is a bit of a bitch to to begin with. Um, oh, yeah. But because, you know, she's threatened. She's threatened. Alison is threatened by other women, right? So, so she, you know, she's not really sure of her place because she's yeah, having a affair with this guy. Yeah, not a stable he says one. he's going to leave his wife. Obviously, he's not. And they're having a beauty treatment. And Alison is rude to the woman who has given her beauty treatment. And Georgia comes over and is like, I'm not having that. So, like, already she's, like, standing up for, because, you know, she's working class. So I'm standing up for people in these sort of roles but also they are women who tend to be in those sort of roles right it doesn't tend to be men so she's standing up for them and it doesn't end with like an argument between her and Alison it's actually quite funny because she's like look you've got tension in your neck because you keep going down on Mr Cragen yes this poor lady's just trying to beat it out of you yeah (laughs) and like and then Alison comes up to her at the pool and it could be like, oh, they're having a fight or quote unquote bitch fight. Well, that's a term I hate, but you know, we get to see that in our media all the time. Well, it doesn't actually happen with women, but sure, um, you can all pretend it does. And instead, they just have like a really short, truthful conversation and they both end up respecting each other. And then she goes off back to her room with Cragen and doesn't put up with any of his rubbish. Mm-mm. And from then on, like, you feel this genuine warmth for Malison to Georgia and I was yeah. like when do we get to see this in romantic comedies it's women oh, yeah. being mean to each other women because... versus women yeah and oh, I was like gosh. we don't do that and mm-hmm. and even with the staff in the hotel we don't get any of that mm-hmm. and it's these little things in this film that I think makes it stand out like I've watched so many Christmas films I love them but when a woman goes back to her small town or you know she's like working in a ski lodge she's always pitted against another woman always pitted against another woman yeah and that doesn't do any of this at all in fact they just help each other out and make each other feel good yeah absolutely no I love it and I mean there's the there's the respecting other women and then there's also just his his self-respect is so mm. evident by the end of the film. Like at the very end of the film, she looks in the mirror and she says, she says, um, I've got the same note as you. I've got it written down if you need some help. Oh yeah, yeah I do need some help. <laughs> <laughs> she says, next time we'll do things different. We'll laugh more. We'll love more. We'll see the world. We just won't be so afraid. And isn't that just exactly what everybody needs to say to themselves? Like that's, that's so, that's so beautiful. You know, like, and 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 that's what it's about. And I love that it's towards the end of the film because that is what it, it it's about. It's about her relationship with herself and what she allows what 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 she allows herself to do. The opportunity she opens up for herself, uh, because she opens up opportunities in this film by by just talking to people, like by talking to people. Um, she forms an she forms a, a wonderful bond with the with the chef because she 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 is herself and and she she shows her appreciation for for what he does and he he responds to that so well there's all because there's also all these underlying things of like some of the issues with you, you know with, with 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 people who are just very used to having loads of money and 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 the lack of the lack of appreciation and the lack of respect sometimes for the services they get because they have loads of money 
you know like oh yeah yeah I'll I'll order I'll order your fancy dish but I want no dairy and no shelf and no and no this and no that and no butter and no that and can it have no carbs and can it have zero fat and zero sugar and you know and it, it's just little things like that are very very um illustrative I think perfect segue into talking about the food in the film we've got to talk about the food yes (laughs) oh the food wasn't the food but i the thing that firstly the thing that made me really sad was at the beginning of the film she cooks this whole beautiful meal just watching a little tv with this tv chef who is you know putting half a bottle of wine in a sauce and she like throws in a few dribbles and uh, and she cooks this whole beautiful meal i think it, it was like chicken and then she eats none of it she she has her like little sad microwave right microwave a lean cuisine lean cuisine yeah lean cuisine she's trying to make herself smaller jess because yeah, she's spending all of her life making herself smaller both physically and and in the space non-physical space non-corporeal space she takes yeah. up in the world because yeah. she's all about making herself smaller and then when she thinks she's going to die which we haven't said she isn't by the way it's a mistake with the with the second hand cat machine that her work <laughs> by so her she has health care through her work america you're weird um and so she goes to, she hits her head and goes and has, has a cat scan and that's a line that makes me laugh as well so much when he's he's like it's new well not new to us um because of course craigan isn't getting a freshly made no cat no, top scan of the range. no, top no of the he's range, getting no. a second hand one yeah um so she isn't actually dying and and i and and yeah and it's i, I forgot what i said because i was distracted by that but it's she with food she starts embracing it and eating it and enjoying it which you know physically means she's going to be taking up more space the food takes up space on her table she's sat oh, yeah. on a table by herself so she starts physically taking up more space and then also her just her whole aura and everything blooms and takes up space in this hotel like all the people who work in the hotel say there's never been a guest like her before and I love that and it, you know I think that's a really strong message for women about how we take up space in the world and yeah. how that can be positive because there's so many conversations we have about this that are negative and this film refuses to have those negative conversations and that's actually really good like barbie you know barbie touches on negative things but barbie is about joy yeah <laughs> and that's what this film is about yes exactly like you can you can appreciate you can appreciate what a film's trying to tell you while while also absorbing the joy like it, it is offering the the joy that it offers and for me, there is always so much joy in food. I mean, there always it's not like there always has been joy in food, but uh, like for the longest time, like joy, food is one of those things that I I love to cook. I love to I love to think about different meals. I like I like to try different foods. You know, I, it's and to see her joy in just eating eating all these different types of food and like big amounts. She orders one of everything and she managed to just like mostly polish it off. I'm like, well done here. Oh my gosh, she's like, she is, she's doing something that makes that, that, that is so heavily prejudiced. And especially in 2006, mm-hmm. I mean, 
like it is is so is so taboo almost like eating loads of fatty food oh my god but like but she's just taking pure joy out of it and there's something so powerful about that what is is in it in of itself an act of as an act of resistance Mm. oh yeah to, to be like yeah yeah i see i see all that um stuff that you're saying about you know the fact i i should i shouldn't i should only eat x amount of whatever and and i should only have this food and i should never have this food and or maybe i should give up sugar no no you can take all your shitty advice and turn around and go away like i'm gonna i'm gonna find my own balance i'm gonna find joy in my food i'm gonna take up space what's the do you remember any of the meals from it and if so what's what's the one that you would most like to eat right now just right now oh the, i think there was a lamb shank yeah that, that looks was amazing that was one of the yeah that a lamb shank and she also had like this little um like a guinea fowl yeah. like a like a like a tiny chicken it all looked very french like it all i, I, know, yeah. I know i know it was in i don't i know it was in prague but it, it i think it was very french style of cooking so there was like a cassoulet I mean, it, um... well, it is Gerard Depardieu who is French. Okay, yes. Yeah, so yeah and he's playing Didier, oh, gosh, who is a sense. French character. You've <laughs> <laughs> connected the dots. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was the risotto, just mm. that risotto that, because, you know, a risotto is not visually very exciting. No. And they bring it out and it's got those tiny little vegetables on it. And also, because that lamb shank looks delicious. Oh yeah. But I was like, they make this risotto look really visually exciting. And then I don't know if it was on the dish when they bring it out, but then later on when she's cooking with him and he's cooking those little turnips. Yeah. So like, I think they were on the risotto. I don't know if they were. And she's like, what are these? And it's like, it's just literally turnips. <laughs> and it's just like obviously turnips cooked in the most amount of butter oh, yeah. you've ever seen. Hence they are delicious yeah um yeah so I was like I'm sure that's, I'm sure they were on the risotto people can tell me that they weren't <laughs> yeah. but I want that risotto with the turnips on top of it it's basically what I want brilliant excellent choice <laughs> uh, um how do you feel about the hot stone massage that she has quite orgasmic really <laughs> that massive one they bring out like from <laughs> yeah um yeah I I yeah I think I've definitely been in that position where you go for, you go for a massage you've not really had it before and you're like oh uh oh touching oh it feels too uh, really hot ow ow precious too hot no I'm fine it's like, ow, that's really cold no I'm fine totally fine um and because you, you could tell she's just she's never really had these treatments before she's just like doing it all doing it all anyway the the bit I love the most is when she's like she's like wrapped up she's getting some kind of wrap and she's like wrapping up and then also she's like I need a wee because that that happens <laughs> <laughs> definitely well especially yeah. like if you're all warm and wrapped up like that as well your bladder's going oh I'm nice and warm ooh, I need ooh. to have a right little wee yeah exactly also your, your but also your body's like oh we should get rid of all our fluids we're really yeah. not <laughs> okay what would you choose so there's two like extreme sports that she does she decides that she's going to do snowboarding lessons and they're obviously huge hijinks that happens i've been using hijinks a lot and i'm fine with that i like it um, I like the yeah in terms that the snowboard just goes out of control and then craiger for some reason decides to pursue her on his skis and they go do this most ridiculous like, snow race chase thing race um, chase. <laughs> and then there's another one craiger they do base jumping and she goes and does the base jumping and he is too scared and makes an excuse out of the two which one would you do snowboarding 
Yeah, I guess jumping, jumping looks jumping Yeah, and I mean, maybe it's because the teenager with the braces said, um, you know, be careful, otherwise you will die. And he said it like that as well. He's like, he's like you will slam into the side yeah. of the dam. Yeah. <laughs> snowboarding. I have actually always wanted to try snowboarding. And like, yeah, that whole thing is so, so funny because at the end she gets caught up in a race. Yeah. And like she, she like ends up getting like bronze, bronze medal or something. Like it's just, it's it's a week so before I put watched... it on the magazine. I'm like, she's only been there for like three days. How have yeah. they published a magazine in this entire time? <laughs> um, what was interesting is the week before I'd watched Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason, and she there's something very similar in that film where oh. she's like on skis and she ends up like doing this whole thing. It's just, it's it's brilliant because again like the idea of the f- trying for snowboarding for the first time and then getting caught up oh well you know what it's like they went pelting it down the milton Keynes ski slope thing shouting help and everybody's like oh look at her go nope this was not intentional and you couldn't even blend in because your, your trousers were yellow yeah no they i didn't have the yellow trousers remember oh. i couldn't get those i just had the giant blaggy ba- blaggy Baggy black ones. <laughs> Blaggy ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah, I related to that as well. I did not look as cool when she finished and I did not win any competitions. I just cried a lot. So fair. Maybe fair I need response. to channel more Georgia Joy. Yeah. <laughs> I ha- okay, so I have a criticism of the film, Jess. Please. Where is the Christmas music? So this, so th- I think that okay. So th- I think this is why it's not a well-known Christmas film. I think it feels Christmassy because there's, you know, she goes. It's set at Christmas. It, it is set it, at Christmas. It, it, it's set at Christmas. There's loads of snow, you know, like, and then and then it goes on to to New Year's Eve. So it is set. It is set at the right time, but it it doesn't smack you in the face with Christmas, which is I think what we're used to mm. with Christmas films now, right? So we're used to being like having like it being all like christmas christmas um christmas songs but but also like to the to the 10,000 degree you know jingle bells gospel choirs um and also like there's a tree in every shot and you know everyone's wearing like sequins and a reindeer nose or something like like <laughs> smacking us in the face with christmas and i have no issue with that i have no issue with that but this is definitely um this is it's kind of like this is a christmas film for christmas skeptics i would say because oh i love that right doesn't smack you in the face with the christmas but there is a, a definite undertone and like so it's 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 one to watch at this time um no we haven't started too early it's the end of november we have not started too early <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one of the earlier you know because every year i'm like oh my gosh what films do i watch first and what films do i save for christmas mm. eve what mm. films you know and this is a film to watch earlier on because it's very it's, it's got it's got a, a, a christmasy vibe but it's not like full christmas in your face yeah okay fine so we're excusing the fact that it has no christmas songs yeah because i think it is it has its place as one of the very first christmas films we watch it is easing you into the season nice. not that we need easing obviously we like diving head first. <laughs> yeah i was like i think i put up like some lights right well i did it on my birthday's so the 22nd so <laughs> it's my yeah. birthday christmas 
I was upset that we only put up our Christmas tree on the 24th of November. <laughs> my partner was like, oh my God. Yeah, I, 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 I think... I, yeah, I don't think it needs more Christmas music. I think it is. It's got enough snow. Loads of snow. It's got beautiful lights. She also wears loads of sequins. So. Yeah, and you she know, wears beautiful red. people. Red sequins, yeah, she wears red. Sally, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right for femme on film, I think this is very appropriate that we have not talked about Sean, the woman she, the woman, the man she has a crush on. What I will say um, though is, so my partner did not watch this film, but he like walked into the room, he turned around, and he went. Do you know who that is? And I was like, it's LL Cool J. And he was like, yeah. And then walked out. <laughs> that was his only card. What did he oh think? Oh my God. What did he think? I don't know. I was like, but that was his only comment. I was like, okay, thanks. Thank you for your input. Like, yes, yes, That's that nice. is LL Cool J. Well done. <laughs> Thank you for your inputs. Uh, I I love that the romance plays second fiddle in yes. this to to Georgia finding herself. It's so unique, and I think it's really sweet as well. I mean, I also think he's slightly deranged that he sees her book. So she has this book, um, which is what's it called? It's like a possibilities possibilities book, book, poss- book, yeah. book of possibilities. Yeah, her possibilities book, and she's got all these pictures of like people in wedding clothes and stuff like that and she's cut their faces out where did she get the pictures of him i'm so know. fascinated i don't know because it's like six though i mean i don't know was it but like... they're not friends they're not going out like drinking together and taking drunken photos and then she's getting them developed it's like because they don't have that a relationship they don't have that dynamic so no i star photos i guess It'll like employee of the photos, month photos yeah. so it's so i mean he looks at that book and he isn't like this is creepy yeah. I am not I'm not up for this. He goes, I am gonna pursue her halfway around the world because I do <laughs> love her. It's like sure, sure. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> oh yeah. Because we need to have a chat, fella. Yeah, this yeah. is this is weird. <laughs> Take I, a step oh, back. Talking of yeah, talking of the romance, like one of the one of the things I love in the film is when she's like trying to have a conversation and she's like really nervous. So they're like in the department store and she really fancies him, really fancies him. She like goes over, she's like trying to have a conversation. She's like, I have something to ask you. And he's like, Yes, what do you want to ask me? And she's like, um, how much is this cooker? And he's like, Oh, but I sold you one last week. And she's like, Yeah, I, I want this one as well. And she and then the next cut to, she's like Oops. dragging it up <laughs> his stairs. <laughs> and like as a as a person who met met her partner in an office environment and had to do that awkward like oh hi i've tried to you i feel really sick nauseous hi my name is jeff it's it is it's terrifying and i so heavily relate with that there's such a lovely callback to the cooker as well so when he finds out like she like disappears off and he finds out that she's got this this brain tumor he goes to her house to find her <laughs> and he goes outside and takes the cover off the cooker and sees it there and LL Cool J is hilarious at this moment. He just has a look on his face that's like, she didn't need to buy this cooker. Like, yeah. it's <laughs> such a good moment. It's so small and it's yeah. so good. But he he does like her before yeah. the transformation. And I yeah. like that as well. Like, for him, and at the end, obviously, they get together and they get married or whatever. And, like, she's back to being sort of, like, her normal self as such. And, um, and so I like that, that, like, he does like her and it's not, just because oh she's dying and she's got all this money now that I'm interested yeah. in her it's just like I mean I still think you look at the book and you probably 
need to have a chat about that you two need to have a chat about yeah. uh, her investigative skills <laughs> crafts craft skills <laughs> i love it that he looks he's like yeah off a pot getting on a plane <laughs> this like, really? is a woman for me <laughs> she's crafty she's imaginative and she's also oh. dying but like i want i would like her please and he's and they, he just their interactions are just at the beginning at the end of the film and like he's he's scattered in a bit in the middle, and I and I just love that I just love that it's kind of like yeah it's not about him yeah it's just <laughs> it's so good him. it's, it's so good him. he's like the cherry on the top he, yeah, yeah exactly nice yes extra. yes yes and now that she's she's like learnt to be better to herself and living her life a bit fuller she's like yeah all right you can come on my journey with me because you know like at the end they do this whole thing about what happened afterwards and they get married in there like skydiving or getting married you know he did not want to do that that fella's scared of flying yeah he's like this woman is a powerhouse i cannot say no to this i've got to do it yeah oh my god skydiving hmm (laughs) yeah Mm, that's your that idea. was that was like a that was like a zero point two five of a thought, and I'm not giving you any more. <laughs> that's like all I have to give. <laughs> okay, anything else before we wrap it up? No, I'm so glad that you decided to, to uh, that you asked me to chat about this film. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad that like because I love this film so much. It's just it's I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed it. It's been a wonderful chat. Yay! I mean, we could probably talk some more, but we're not going to. We're going to be good. Yeah. And like I said, not talk for two hours. Um, as we as we will say, she does not have Lampington's disease. Is it Lampington's? It's yes. something like that, is it? The first time I watched, I kept on thinking it was Lemington's disease. Oh no. <laughs> um. Uh. So she doesn't have it, and so it's a happy ending. So Craiger. So, right, so he, like, reveals, oh, my God, she's a department store worker, as if this is, like, the worst thing that's ever happened. So low stakes. I love it. And she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I, uh, I've i got, like, this brain thing and I'm dying. So you look like a dick. Like, yeah, yeah. So good. She, also, like, like, she like, sips her, her champagne as she walks away. Yeah. Love like, it. So good. Nobody's like, well, you're clearly terrible. And then he, like, decides, everybody hates me. I'm gonna jump out of a window. <laughs> You're like so extra, dude. So extra, so classic extra white dude, rich oh, white God, dude. Yeah. Like, come oh, on! Oh no! I Absolutely know. love that the hotel staff go and get her, and not like the police or like the fire department or a like yeah. therapist. Yeah, like we yeah. need Georgia for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the police turn up eventually, but like, oh, late ages later. Like she's been up. She's probably got hypothermia by that point. Yeah, she's just like outside. Like hello. <laughs> But I also love that she just gets out there and just chills. She's just like, yeah, all right, I'm just sitting out on a ledge. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, Georgia. Um, and so it wraps up, like, she gets him inside. LL Cool J comes along and says, oh, I love you. And she's like, oh, great, I love you. And then we get this lovely happy ending where she's starting her own food business and the famous chef is coming along and tasting it and all of this sort of stuff. So we get a really non-Christmassy ending as well, which I also really enjoy. Like, it's not champagne glasses clinking in front of a Christmas tree and a wood fire and stuff like that yeah like and it's just sort of like I love that we get this little insight to her life is just carrying on it's not about this small snapshot of what happened to her and I think you could 
I love all the Christmas elements, but you could take out the Christmas elements and it would still be like a really satisfying film. Exactly. You could watch this on Boxing Day, <laughs> basically, because her life continues <laughs> after, which is a summary of what you said, right? You could uh, watch this after Christmas when you're when you're sad that Christmas is over, but then you watch this film and you're, you are reminded that it doesn't matter that Christmas is over. Life continues nicely. There we go. <laughs> life continues <laughs> after Christmas. Oh, right, Jess, where can people find you? <laughs> what what oh. other zingers have you got for us? <laughs> I've not even had any wine. I can't um, even blame it on the wine. Right, let me remind myself of what my Instagram handle Instagram. Instagram. Um, Instagram. Is it for the grannies? Oh, hysteric. We are. Not- okay, no. Okay. My uh, Instagram handle is Jess underscore. B Davies, spelt with an E. Um, so you can see me on Instagram. Um, I also have a little blog that I post on about twice a year. Sad little lost, well, sad little neglected blog. It's called Six Hundred Words on Life. Um, and yeah, that's me. And obviously, you host Literature for Life. And I host Literature <laughs> for Life, which is a podcast on the Fairmont Collective. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a really nice it's a really nice little podcast i have some wonderful guests we talk about books that we love stories that we love plays or uh memoirs or books that we love please listen to my podcast <laughs> oh god your turn who are you uh, so um at Rhea Carrigan on Instagram. <laughs> um, obviously, we're Fairwell Collective on Instagram as well. So come and follow us there. Hopefully, you know that if you're listening to this. Um, go and listen to our 100th episode, which came out in November on a date, which I cannot remember. One of the dates in November. And it was really good. It was really good. It was amazing. So go back to listen to that. And I, I, I'm going to steal this from Alison every time. Thank you so much for listening. There's so many podcasts out there. We are not comedians or um, or true crime stuff. Or white or, men. Or white men or like historians telling stories, which is like the most popular thing. We're not talking about football um so thank you for listening it does mean so much to us and just keep on listening subscribe come talk to us there's been some amazing episodes that are coming out you know by now hopefully that we're expanding the collective um so if there's anything you want to come talk to us about come and do so thank you so much for listening and merry christmas merry christmas jingle bells jingle bells jingle Jingle all all the way oh are we done Smash the paint, Jamaski. <laughs>